Hi, this is Penny Pizer, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson along with our guest Paul Robert Coyle. Paul is with us via Zoom. Paul's memoir, Swords, Starships, and Superheroes from Star Trek to Xena to Hercules, a TV writer's life scripting the stories of heroes is not only the story of Paul's 40-plus year journey as a writer, story editor, and producer for network, syndicated, and cable television, but includes many, many useful lessons on what to do if you wish to pursue a career as a professional writer, whether you want to write for television or any other form. Swords, starships, and superheroes available through Jacobs Brown Media Group, as well as Amazon.com, other online retailers. Uh, what a Ask about your experience on The Dead Zone, which is one of the more interesting chapters in the Paul Coyle story. Paul, you essentially got paid for a script that you didn't actually write. <laughs> what happened was, this was another Mike Pillar show, all right? This was after uh, uh, after he had finished where it was start, all the Star Treks. He had uh, moved off of that franchise and now uh, was had a new show based on Stephen King's uh, novel. All right, so, um, and I was done at that point with Hercules and Xena. Those shows were over. So I was back to freelancing. So uh, I gave Mike a call, and uh, and I went in. I think I first uh, pitched a few stories. I had a few meetings and never connected, and then had another uh, meeting schedule. I hear that the Dead Zone is picked up for a, for a full season, which in the world of syndication was unusual because they only did 11 or 12 or 13 at a time normally. And they had a big staff, so there weren't, so there weren't many freelance openings. But I called uh, to come in for, you know, they're going to do a full 22, so I called for a, uh, a meeting and got the meeting, and I came in that day, and Mike wasn't there. Turns out he was seriously ill. I didn't know that at the time. He passed away like six months after that. But um, for reasons I didn't know, he wasn't uh, there. And the whole, I was meeting with a whole room, room full of people that I didn't know, and including the, uh, the, the showrunner, who happened to be a guy who was in a wheelchair, and they had put ramps all around the building since the last time I had been there to accommodate him. So, all right, so, you know, you go in for a pitch meeting as a writer, as you don't know if you're going to meet with one guy or six. And typically today it can be six. So that meeting, that day it was six or maybe more. Sometimes it's people just taking notes. So um, what happened was at the start of the meeting, I the, the guy in the wheelchair went to the middle of the table because it was easier to get his chair there. So I, I went to the, the head of the table and picked, you know, grabbed the chair that normally would have gone to the showrunner, which it was just an impulsive thing. Yeah. I definitely wasn't thinking it through, but suddenly I'm, uh, maybe I should have taken a seat. You know, I'm acting like a big shot. <laughs> The long and the short. So yeah, know, but that worked. Just, that worked for it you. It worked for me. Yeah. I don't know why, but that was the best pitch meeting of my life. Suddenly, the staff was really into, into what I was pitching. They were enjoying it. They were interactive. They yeah. were contributing ideas. They seemed positive, you know? A lot of times, when you're pitching to people, they, you know, they, they're looking at their watch. they got other things on their minds, and they, uh, they just want to get the meeting over with and get out of there, you know? Whether you're... Sometimes you get an assignment from those conditions too, but nevertheless, this was a great meeting, a great pitch, and uh, one story. In, I mean, they liked. I pitched five or six stories. They look. They like variations on most of them. <clears throat> one in particular that they really sparked to. They said, "All right, well, we're going to take this to Mike Pillar for his uh, okay, and we'll get back to you." And the next day, they call and they say, "All right, it's a green light. We're going to do this story, but not yet." 
this remember that two and a half year wait that I had had on uh, on uh, Star Trek at one point. All right, we're going to call you in a you know it'll be a, maybe a few months and uh, uh, we'll call you or feel free to check back. We want to do this story, but uh, you'll just have to be patient. All right, fine, that's fair enough. That's good, right? It's better than a total turn down. Yeah. So I continued to you know every two or three months I'd call. And I'd be told, oh, Paul, good to hear from you. you know, your story's on the list, but it hasn't come up yet. Just, uh, you know, stand by. And, uh, and about a year goes by, and I call one day, and I talk to the secretary, and she says, oh, hi, Paul. Oh, good thing you called. Yeah, yeah your, show, uh, your show shoots next week. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, excuse me, but, you know, I hadn't written any show yet, right? <laughs> And, and I say, oh, you, you must be thinking of some other, uh, you know, no, 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 I have this, here's your script right here, your name's right on the cover page. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm thinking, is this the dead zone or is this the twilight zone? What, have you written the script and forgotten about it? And, uh, and, and um, well, it turns out, you know, I mean, I'm saying, you mean to say it's written by Paul Robert Coyle? And she said, no, it's a story by Paul Coyle. It's a, a, peer, a pair of our staff writers uh, wrote the script. And I'm like, oh, they cut me off and they didn't, they didn't pay me for it. They didn't tell me about it. They went, you know, when would I have found out when it aired a year later? So that was both, you know, it was disappointing. And at the same time, well, all right, I have money due. Yeah. <laughs> and she, she's surprised. She said, Oh, you weren't paid for it. Oh, that's uh, we'll have to look into that. It took me another two months to get pay payment, you know, you know, because of paperwork and, uh, they, they never um, they never put in for me to be paid in the first place and now I couldn't prove that I had done any work because all I had done was pitch that one day yeah I, you know I never put one they never asked me to put one word on paper and normally you you have done that and that generates a payment that generates paperwork and a contract and so forth none of which existed well the bottom line is I finally did get paid and I did finally get screen credit on that episode but I had nothing to do with writing it Again, in one respect, it was the easiest money you ever made in television, and and because the Dead Zone has been available in you know syndication and in home entertainment, that's residual. So it's so experiences like that, strange as it was, as difficult as as it was in order to establish payment in a way it kind of about ba- as we mentioned earlier it balances out some of the other experiences <laughs> in your career well, yeah i mean what can i say i wish i'd gotten to write the script i didn't but i got paid something for it and uh get the you know partial credit on it so. and you have a great chapter in sword starship and superheroes because of it <laughs> So those are the kinds of stories that I, you know, I've been telling friends for years, right? And everybody gets a kick out of that kind of story. So yeah. I thought I'd put it in writing and let people get, experience it for themselves. What are you working on now that you're at liberty to discuss with our listeners? Well, this is a very incipient stage of a possible comic book graphic novel based on something that I wrote years ago that I would be working on with Cynthia Shaw, who was a, was a friend. She was Cynthia was a producer of Young Hercules, the Ryan Gosling spinoff of our show. Uh, and we've done some projects uh, together over the years and or taken them to, you know, to pitch meetings. So this is uh, something that I may or may not get involved with. I need to know more about it to see if it's something that, that it would really interest me. <laughs> I've never done that kind of thing before, but it's an possible avenue. And, uh, definitely worth uh, my looking into 
be a whole different experience for me. Well, keep us posted. Keep us posted. The meantime, Swords, Starships, and Superheroes by Paul Robert Coyle, available in paperback and as an ebook through our friends at Jacobs Brown Media Group. You can also find it at Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. Paul Robert Coyle, always a pleasure to have you on our program. I look forward to your next visit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One more item if you love Cher or know someone who loves Cher. Our friends at Time Life have just released a brand new collection of highlights from Cher's inimitable career that is now available at retail for the very first time. That will be the best to share, the best to share five DVD collection packed with unforgettable music, classic comedy, and fabulous outfits. The best to share, now available at retail for the very first time from our friends at Time Life. This five DVD collection includes 10 episodes of Cher's solo variety series from 1975, featuring such guest stars as Elton John, Ray Charles, Raquel Welch, and the Muppets, plus vintage interviews of Cher, circa 1975, on the Dick Cavett Show, and Dinah, and brand new exclusive bonus interviews with Cher, Lily Tomlin, designer Bob Mackey, and producer George Schlatter. That's the best to share, the best to share, five DVD collection, the best to share, now available at retail for the very first time from our friends at Time Life. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.